Welcome to the Night Shift Football Podcast, episode 53.1.1. So we're going to talk about Australian football. I know we, we take our name from, uh, you know, staying up all night and watching football in Europe because that's what you need to do in Australia. But sometimes we love to talk about the Aussie game. A lot of the time we talk about the Aussie game because we love Adelaide United. We'll get to them in a tick. Just wanted to highlight, I've got Tommy on the other end of the line. Um, and we're just going to highlight the MPL starts this week in South Australia. Um I love the local football. I get around. I'm a White City fan myself. I don't know about you, Tommy, but you have any? What's your experience with uh, local football, NPL, state league, or other? If I had to pledge my allegiance to anybody, it would probably be Gawler, given that I played for Gawler back in the day. But in state saying league that, two, you know, Gawler, yeah, state league two, yes. Um, if we're talking about an NPL, like a proper first division side, probably not because the that that division is. Mostly dominated by city, eastern, inner eastern, inner western sides. You know, it is sides yeah. with yeah. So in the northern suburbs, we're happy to muck around on the Sundays, on the Saturdays, and in the lower leagues of the MPL. And you know, there's a few day, few good afternoons spent out at Parry Hills on the hill, just watching some substandard football with a couple of mates littered throughout the pitch. Substandard. Wow, you're swinging at Parry Hills early there. Um, <laughs> they're not, of course, featuring in the MPL this week because they are. Well, this season, because they are State League 1 now, but I'm just going to run through the MPL fixtures for this week, if you don't mind. Please, um, I just want to take back the substandard football by Parry Hills. Very much enjoyed my time there. I know you do. You just, you just love going for the laughs, though. That's, that's your thing. Um, yeah, encourage people to get out and support this level of football because it, it's just good for the game. It helps grow it. Um, Adelaide City kick it off Friday night at home to Campbelltown. That's got cracker written all over it. I'd be keen to get out and see that. Um, Saturday afternoon, Adelaide United youth team plays Sturt Lions at Jack Smith Park. That's the uh, the Bacala ground, I believe, it, on Anzac Highway down there. Haven't been there since it's all been done up, so that should be good. That would be good, actually. Yeah. Finally finished. Yeah. Uh, Cumberland host Croydon down south. White City, Belgrade. Uh, they're officially actually FK Belgrade again. Dropping the wow. White City, they've got the Belgrade in the name back. Um, they're also back in the MPL for the first time in a long time after winning the grand final last year against Bercala. They host South Adelaide in their first game at 5 o'clock, Frank Mitchell Park. Adelaide Olympic, Saturday night, host Metro Stars at Vallo. That should be a cracker as well. Two very good teams with a lot of good talent. Um, and then... Even later, Saturday night, 8.15, also at Jack Smith Park. Uh, Burkala, first game back up, hosting Adelaide Comets. So plenty of football to get out and check out this weekend. Uh, encourage you to do it. If, you're not, if not, there's plenty of games in the State League 1, State League 2. Get out, have a look. A lot of the amateur teams starting to play preseason games as well. Um, get around your local football. Definitely. Shout out, Patriots. Uh, they're in for a good season. I'll probably look. I got Saturday off this week. Olympic Metro at Valo sounds like a good, good Saturday night. It does. It does. I'll be at, I'll be at a uh, Belgrade myself, but uh, you know, maybe we'll maybe we'll hook up there after. We'll report back. Yeah, hook up we'll Valentine's Day special. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll meet up. We'll meet up if you're going to be like that. If you want to scheme me, Sam, just say it. There's been hey, sexual let's... tension rife through this pod for years. You always got to ruin it. Why don't we just uh, talk about Adelaide United and uh, the tension of watching them play? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what the hell? What have you got? 
All I've got is another very well, – this is more frustrating than recent weeks. We never looked really in this game, and I, we're so lucky we scabbed an equaliser. Um, t- terrible, just terrible. Yeah, we didn't really deserve anything to much out of this. Like, we're on the back foot for most of the – most of the first half, there was that a flurry of chances that the Nucks had in the last five minutes before half time. Like Joe Gauchi really single handedly kept us in this. The I think of the save that he made against the Piscopo Piscopo's chip. I think he tried to lob him. A huge hand goes up, really strong. A uh, couple of uh, nice near post save against Alex Rufer, I think as well. So Gauchi for me, absolute top performance in the first half, no doubt. But it does sum up where we were. Yeah, I think he was probably our best player on the basis that he did keep it at one. He probably did get us the point in the end. Some of those saves he made. I've really been enjoying the way Wellington have gone about it the last few weeks. Piscopo is a joy to watch. Um, Soterio, uh, he's pretty lacking in composure in front of goal a lot of the time, but then he does pop up and score goals. Um, yeah. Nah, just, he's a, he's a yeah. bit of a run-fast merchant, which you know is rife in the A-League I, as well. I think he's he's got a little bit more to him than that. Um, like I'd take him over Bahaja any day. Um, Alex Rufer in the middle of the park, good to watch. Um, just, a, just a decent team, uh, good young keeper as well. And I thought they probably deserved to get three points in this one and uh, very unlucky not to. Yeah, they'd be spewing. Um, they definitely, you know, the amount of one-on-ones they had, the the Mexican fella, what's, oh God, his name is escaping me. Uh, he wears his Gael on his back, but he's, it's pronounced a different way. The goal scorer, Sandoval or something. I'm going to say Sandoval, but I don't know. Sandoval. We'll call, it, we'll call him Sandoval. He, it is Sandoval. It's Walter Sandoval. Yeah. He was. Um, he had a few one-on-ones outside of the goal that he scored with nice composure. Um, we should talk about the goal, actually, because it was something that we picked up on last week. And you mentioned that Lockie Barr wasn't playing those trap-type passes those long balls from the edge of the box to halfway searching yep. for a midfielder or a, you know, a, a wide player tucking in. Yeah. But on this occasion he does and he gets found out, unfortunately. He did get found out. Um, and then obviously from that Jakobsen and Kiddo, or not, not as much Jakobsen, Kiddo definitely out of position because yeah. we've got the yeah. ball and we're trying to move forward. It's it's a bad turnover. I need to see it again to see how much blame needs to go on the midfielder it was played to. But, um, I, I yeah, I don't. I, don't I, I still s- don't want to get too critical on Bar though because uh, no, we've just no, been no. watching Trat all season. No, for sure. The, I think I think maybe one of the I saw a good criticism of this, and it was that it goes relates back to the Izzy one day pivot, and that they were both not in positions that they should be advance to the ball to receive a pass to start an attack. They were both playing in the shadow cover and they were, and that's because Wellington set up with two number 10. So when we're on the ball in the back half, I guess they're both instructed to sit behind the man in case anything does go wrong. But in this case, it didn't do anything to protect that, nor did it offer any kind of outlet for Lockie. Yeah. Fair, fair assessment. Um, nicely tucked away. Like you said before, by Good finish, Sandoval. Yeah. Um, it's just the ball just, from Ball was good as well on the way. He's yeah, going. David Ball has been. I think he's been good in the games I've seen Wellington play. Just he, he hasn't had the the luck he needs to maybe grab the goal. You could argue he hasn't had the quality to, but I think he's been playing good. 
and his overall performances have been good for the team. Uh, and he gets himself an assist here. So he hasn't grabbed the goal, but he's got an assist, which should have been a match-winning assist. Um, and like I said, Piscopo, excellent again, as always. Um, yeah, not a bad team, Wellington. Um, yeah, they're a tidy team for sure. I thought, um, personally, I thought whenever Piscopo peeled out to the left-hand side, uh, that Yavi Lopez kind of had him pocketed, to be honest. And I think really? that was maybe one of, yeah, I think I yeah. thought that was one of Yavi's better games this season, if not his best game. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. I didn't rate anyone from Adelaide on the weekend, so not at all. Maybe I, was, uh, I don't know. I'd need to rewatch it again, and I'm not going to because <laughs> I can't be asked number oh, no. one and number two. Yeah, we're just not aside. But you know, in we say this, and like I feel the same as you. I, like we're glum. I feel glum, but there's some interesting stats with Adelaide. Like total comeback kings. We've now rescued ten points from losing positions. Um. You know, these a lot of them games we didn't deserve really anything from. Uh, look at this as well. We've only had one defeat in 11 matches now, which is just like it's an extraordinary oh, 11 A League men's matches, I should say. It's just an extraordinary feat, really. Yeah, extraordinarily underwhelming for me. Yeah, because but can we that's... make any sense of why we can't be beaten? I just no, well, we've we've gone over this every week because every week Adelaide are doing this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so hard to make sense of. But I know. At some Every point, week that goes on. Look, we said a little about, uh, I think, who was the Premier League team we were talking about having so many draws? Um, Burnley? It might have been Burnley. Burnley or, have a lot. No, Palace. Palace, yeah, Palace. Palace. Yeah. A while ago, they were just. it felt like they were drawing every game. They had another draw on the weekend. And we said at some point, you need to start turning those draws into wins. But ours... Ours aren't even the sort of draws that we could maybe turn into wins. They look like draws that have salvaged uh, salvaged a point like, just to get us out of jail. Yeah, just absolutely clutching po- uh, points from the jaws of defeat every week. Is that It's not really an economical way to go forward. Um, but, you know, it's funny because in the previous pod, we really alluded to a couple of main points that all came to fruition in this game. And it's it was the pivoting sixes and it was the keeping them contained until the last 10 minutes where we get off a stranglehold on the game. And again, we score a, a late goal, a, you know, a 90th minute equaliser through unlikely sources as well. Yeah, I was just going to get to Bernardo. So um, before that, though, uh, obviously Bernardo came on at halftime for Lockie Brook. Um, I was going to ask you about Lockie Brook because we've talked about him a bit last few weeks. Is he good? Is he not good? Um, it seemed like they were wary to start him, like he wasn't maybe good enough to start. Now he's getting the start on the wing. Looks like he's taken Halloran's spot. But he also uh, has been subbed off real early in this one. Is that just he's got an eye on – Carl's got an eye on Tuesday's game against City or, you know, because it, it, it seems odd to bring in a player like this who is, um, you know, he's coming from a Premier League squad at Brentford. And he's only playing half a game when we probably need more than that from him. Maybe I think, yeah, like you said, we were wary. Maybe they thought he wasn't good enough. I reckon it's, it has to be fitness. If he's coming off after that first half performance at halftime, I thought he was excellent in the first half. In a game that we didn't really do much or dominate yeah. anything, every time he was on the ball, he was lightning. Yeah. Because if it is having an eye on the City game, it's like, I don't know, I feel like we're, we're better odds to beat. Um, the Nuts, beat Wellington yeah. than to beat City away. 
So I would like to have gone all out to try and get that. And I was, from what I've seen from Bernardo as well, I wouldn't have any worries with him starting a game if he needs to anyway. Yeah, so if exactly. he if it was a case of Brook playing a full game against uh, Wellington and then Bernardo starts against City like that, I would have been fine with that. Uh, but like like you said, it must just be fitness. But it does worry me that we I don't know we still haven't really seen a solid eighty or ninety minutes from him yet, have we? Like, well, what did he play against against Sydney last week? I don't, I don't know. He came off the bench, didn't he? I thought he started. Against Sydney in the two-one loss last week. The two-one loss. Um, I'm sure but, he definitely didn't see out the game though. Yeah, I was just I was just looking back to the last time we played City in the two-two draw, and uh, Bernardo started that game, and I thought he was I thought he was fine, absolutely fine against them in a in a decent point that we earned at home. So I don't know, maybe swapping them at halftime to continue both of their development throughout the season isn't a terrible thing. Yeah, and it does it does kind of change up the outlet and the you know the kind of output that we get from the brooks looks more uh maybe visionary in a sense in that his link up play is a little bit better uh but bernardo yeah. his ability to take people on one on one did you see when he came on in the second half the the little flip flap he did to get around uh the left back and, and yeah. drill a ball back into the box that's just that's special that. man i that's, do like um i'm wary of he's already copying some comments from people about him overdoing it and stuff that's Mm-hmm. That's a young player, and I I hate how much we ch- kind of um, stifle or suffocate like that sort of freedom and creativity. But it feels like we do when you when you watch the Socceroos, you're like, why do our players are so like robots and not good robots? <laughs> like, um, I want to see, but I love seeing young kids just take it on and go for it. And Bernardo does that, and he does it well a lot of the time. He's only going to get better, so I'd hate to. I'd hate to be trying to talk him out of um, that stuff in his game because that seems to be what his, what his biggest strength is going to be. Exactly. You don't want to coach that out of anyone. There are A-League players that you see their first instinct is to get the ball in rather than try to beat the defender. And yeah. when there are situations, they should beat the defender. And, you know, you see reports all the time from ex-A-League players saying, oh, I was chastised in training for, you know, trying to play a ball with the outside of my foot or I, you know got told not run a defender come inside play the easy ball keep possession and that's not yeah that's not what i want to see personally i'm i'm just of the belief if the outside of your good foot is better than your wrong foot you know just use it, do it. just do it goodwin you know? does it all the time no one tells him not to do it andrew naboo does it all the time oh and doesn't he haven't we he's seen very that? good at it yeah so just <laughs> go for it if that's what you want to do go for it um Lucky Brook played 80 minutes against Sydney, by the way. Uh, Craig oh, Goodwin, there we go. Because Craig Goodwin got injured at half time and Bernardo came true. up. Um, true. So, yeah, maybe just needs the rest in his legs if he hasn't maybe, played yeah. full-time football for a while. So, I'd expect him to start Tuesday, though, having played a half. Um, Sackcloth came on, got his first minutes, came on for Steph Mork. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Not really enough there to, to judge much at all, is there? No, nah, it was a little bit too soon. He had one decent opportunity that he kind of crafted a little bit of room and had a had a trickling shot on goal by that just, um yeah, yeah go on sorry no i was just gonna say so i don't know if he is he going to be used as the mork in the box to box role i just is that his game are he'll we gonna be, waste him in there but I don't know. no mork's not in the box to box though mork's playing as a 10 yeah but is he really like he has to he, be he is 
He comes he beyond. He comes beyond halfway and makes defensive efforts all the time, though. Like well, I I, there was one particular break where Mork was even beyond Izzy and one day chasing back. Like he's not an absolute out and out ten. I don't think Mork. I think he's meant to be, and I don't think any of our midfield really know what they're doing, except for <laughs> unless it's Izzy and Izzy or one day playing on their own. But we're not going to go into that again. Um, but I think Clough will definitely come in and just kind of. He'll, he'll look to play as just a 10, I believe. And Brook, starting on the wing, it's probably going to be your, your starting go-to guys. That kind of, I don't know, it kind of worries me in a sense because we, we, we have seen too often that Izzy and Wande can't control the centre of the park. I feel like you need someone actually in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm with you. I 100% agree. But I like for me, I, it's not going to change, I don't think. Yeah. We've come this far into the season. I don't see it changing now. Otherwise, it would have already. Yeah, it's true. So, it's true. Um, you know, it's it's going to happen. They're going to both be there, hopefully, uh, just by getting a more natural attacking sort of midfielder in there that, um, you know, that opens up a bit more for us. Going forward. It's no surprise, though, that Dorigo, when we introduced uh, Dorigo and Cavallo, that the game became a little bit more energetic on our half and we were creating more chances. Yeah. Uh, Cavallo now kind of, he's got like, what, three assists now, I think. He does, yeah. All in the last few games, popping up. I feel like he uh, didn't mean, I think he overhit his cross and got lucky that Bernardo was there. But we'll He give wouldn't him have credit. seen him. We'll give him the credit anyway. He got it in there, did the, did the right thing. Um, yeah, it was a nice ball. Yeah, I, I, I like what he gives us in attack. Um, and also, I'm just a big fan of Dorigo still getting minutes because I think he's a great young talent. Um, I still think he's good enough to play overseas at some point. I don't know how high a level, probably not a super high level, but definitely good enough to probably get one of those Asian gigs, you know, or, so. or the lower kind of European gigs. So good luck to him. Yeah, Louis in Thailand, I'd say. You can go on a great Thai adventure. Go check out Kuda Beach. Um, do you think the Nucks look like a side managed by the future Socceroos coach? I'm glad you brought this up. I haven't thought about that, but I did say to someone during the week that it would not surprise me if Uffi was next in after Corica at Sydney. There was a little bit of media swirl during the week, a few prominent names, Vindrugari and some others, really pushing the idea of Uffi Tale. As, as you know, being Arnie's successor if he does fail in this World Cup qualifying campaign. Look, I don't, I don't care. I always assumed it was just going to be another Sydney, New South Wales dude after <laughs> Graham. Like, why wouldn't it be? That's how the game goes. That's how the media push it. Exactly. And for some reason, it looks like we continually buy into that in our small, insular media circle. Um, but it would be funny if the Socceroos played four two two two. It would be funny. It would um, be hilarious. I just naturally presumed that it was going to be like a ladder and Stephen Corica will just step up to the Socceroos. Wolfie will go to Sydney and then uh, someone else and go then, into Wellington and the process will start again. Something yeah, like there that. There we go. Who's retiring from Sydney soon? Uh, Wilco. Alex Wilkinson. There you go. Alex Wilkinson will be the next Done. Wellington manager. Done. Or it will be an annoying Sydney FC pro pundit on Paramount. Oh, dude. I like yeah, Alex. I, I think he's well. a good player. Um, He's a good player. Yeah, no, for sure. Just quickly, uh, Adelaide, while we're still on Adelaide United, the uh, the women's side, 
lost last week to Perth. They're in a chase for their to make the finals for like the first time ever. Um, they currently sit third, but the team behind has a game in hand, I believe. Um, they do. But they lost last week to Perth and then won 8-2 on the weekend against Brisbane. Um, they're a good side. They play good football. They're fun to watch. They didn't play great against Perth in that shock loss, but um, yeah, bounced back well on the weekend, 8-2. It's an absolute mauling. Um, just the, the forward play between uh, Fiona Wirtz, Chelsea Dorber, Emily Condon getting on the ball. Um, Dylan Holmes. Dylan Holmes. Yeah, they like for goals three and four, there were just some exquisite through balls. And it's not, it was like deep balls, kind of things that you see the top Premier League sides do where they play the deep ball, a lot of whip on it, a lot of curl. And, you know, the forward doesn't have to change stride when they're attacking the ball. Yeah. Uh, and it's been a feature of the side throughout the entire season is the really intricate play in and around the box and just the cutting through balls. And this is just rewards. They deserved every single goal that they got on the weekend, I thought. 100%. Um, so the hunt on for finals. I don't know how the women's league final structure works, but they, I feel like if they were able to get a home final at, like I said, I don't know how it works. I don't know what they have to do to get a home final. They'd have to finish one or two. But if they, I don't know if that's possible. Probably not. But Probably not. Either way, yeah. you know, if this season or next season, I feel like Adelaide will really get around the girls, and they would get a real good crowd at High Marsh if they were to get into a get a final spot. Most definitely. I mean, that we saw last season uh, the five thousand odd people that turned up for that um, that absolutely crucial game, trying to make the finals yeah. in the last in the last moment. Um, and given the amount of double headers that have been introduced in the in the uh, fixture list this season, mainly because of the dedicated women's change rooms and stuff like that, due to the women's World Cup upgrades, yeah, the the Adelaide Reds, uh, the the female side, the ALW, going great guns at the moment, and you should get out early before the game, before the men's game, and watch these girls because they're brilliant, great football. Yep. Oh, did you see? Um, just one quickly thing. Uh, did you see the? I think it's the APL's official page. You know how the FFA used to have a Twitter account and a Facebook account? Yeah. APL doesn't really have one, but they've got like a commercial partner that's more like a its own mini journalism hub. It's called Keep Up, Keep Up AU. Okay, I did see this. I think it's maybe in coordination with Paramount. I don't know. I don't know for sure. But hilarious. Fiona Wards has scored her fourth goal of the day and they've tweeted out on the I weekend. Hey, at the Matildas, can you tell Mr. Gustafsson to turn Adelaide Brisbane on? <laughs> And look, that's a great shout just for one thing. Fiona Watts is English. If her accent doesn't give it away, I think it could be her goal-scoring ability that does. They wanted Gustafsson to tune in to sign an English an English striker for the Matildas. Let's convert her. Let's convert her. How long has she been in Australia? A year? That's enough. No worries. Yeah, that's, that's poor. That's as bad as the research we do. True. Worse. It's worse because these people are paid. <laughs> they get paid. We don't. We don't get paid anything. <laughs> if you're listening, anyone wants to sponsor. <laughs> yeah, by all means. Look, we'll sell ourselves for anything. Don't you worry. Hey, you wanted to have a bit of a chat about the current A-League table and where everything stands. We won't dwell on it for too long because we could ramble nonsense about every team in this table, but my favorite I'll, thing to do. I'll start with your first note that you said to me off air earlier. That's uh, Western United at the top and they suck. How? Can someone... It's, it's almost as baffling as Adelaide United 
being unable to lose a game. In what capacity are Western United the best team in this league right now? Look, I don't. They well, they're good. <laughs> they don't suck. No, not. I don't think. I think the competition is just very even. Evenly the bad. Or? Even. What do you want to call it? Well, what point know. are you going to be happy with the top team though? Because if the top team's off and away and smashing everyone, you'll just say it's boring. Maybe, but if they were playing good football that was deserving of being top, you know, I'd probably look for outside reasons. Like if it was City, it'd be oil money or Sydney, it'd be favoritism. But just given that it's the woo. Melbourne because they're bastards. Yeah, (laughs) there's that. Uh, Fuck it back, everyone. I just, but you know, I haven't seen, I've watched them a few times and they just, they don't intrigue me as a neutral and they don't capture me as a side that could go the whole season and win it. They don't intrigue me as a neutral um, only because of everyone's heard me rave on about the state of that club, if you want to call it a club, uh, with their fans or lack of fans. Uh, but on the park, they seem to have a pretty good squad together and they're, they're doing the right things. Um, Melbourne City up there as well. I think we have like Sydney and then us. Um, and then Melbourne in fifth, they've got two games in hand on us. But like I think there's a lot of a lot of teams in this league that are just not playing uh, to their to their best uh, consistently. Their best ability. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about it now. I think I did predict the Woo to be top two this season, and they just haven't impressed me whatsoever. And yet here they are, top of the league. I mean, Leo Lucroy has been an absolute godsend. He is a brilliant so, central defender. So just to get uh, this right, you've tipped them to come top two, and they're top, and you don't rate them. Yeah, After that's tipping how- them to be up. Because okay. I thought I thought with the side that they had, they were going to play in a better manner than they had or a more entertaining or more engaging way. And they look haven't, at, but they're the still coach, winning. Though. That's true. I mean, could you imagine if they won it, the vindication from the Fox Sports uh, panel of their boy finally lifting a trophy? Oh, God, yeah. it'd be sickening. Please, not let them win. Let them finish second for my tip, at least. Yeah. It's um like even like last week we talked about, well, I was big on Melbourne victory last week. Um, they got me. They got me excited watching that FFA Cup final. I think it was just the big crowds, the the quality of the goals. They had me yeah. pumped. Um, the Melbourne but, boys are number one, and they'd only lost one league game. Uh, the popolution people were calling it. <laughs> um, next minute, uh, after recording, they went on and lost two games between last week's episode and this week's episode. Um, all of a sudden, they have the same amount of losses as us. They have two games in hand on us, but gee whiz. Gee whiz, yeah. One victory in six games now uh, in the uh, regular season table. I thought the Vuck were back. I mean, everyone was telling me they were back. The fans are certainly back. The members are there, 22,000. Is the football good enough, though? I can't, can't really put my finger on why they're not winning games. I think they've just been upstaged the last two, potentially. I mean, Newcastle, bogey team throughout the years have always been a bogey team for the Melbourne victory, so maybe you can write that one off, but they should be. I've got two games. words. Hit me. I've got two words for why Melbourne Victory have lost two games in a row. Lee Broxham. Is he starting? He shouldn't yeah, be. Every game. He's their go to guy still. I don't get it. It makes this no at sense. All. They, they have surely good have players. better. They have good players. And <laughs> this guy keeps running around, whether it's in center mid or <laughs> center back, like on the weekend. Um, it was, no, it was centre-back uh, 
earlier in the week when they lost. But oh, I just I don't I don't really understand. But they just the reason I was big on them is when they do play well and they're up and about, they do look they look really good. Uh, but they then do, yeah. uh, then I think maybe their depth isn't all that great. Like Falami doesn't he's not excellent. Um, oh, that is, I say you, Sam, that opinion is in huge contradiction to the East Coast media. There is are it? so many calls for Falami to go into the Socceroos squad. You could me. not believe. No, you could not believe this. They, he is seriously rated higher than Tilio at the moment. That's how much his, his name is mentioned. Yeah, I don't have a buy into that. And then they have the other winger um, who play, he played against Newcastle, not Newcastle. Rayhouse. No, nah, not Rojas. Uh, Valup- Valupale. Oh, yeah, Valupale. Yeah. Terrible. Um, <laughs> just Did Lee score Brockson. against us at high marsh. Him and Lee Broxham, just take him out. Get rid. Um, Get rid. Yeah, they just, I don't know, they have this so much quality there, but then in other areas they don't. When they turn it on, it looks great. When they don't, it looks terrible. Um, I've basically just had a big bet each way there and said everything possible, but whatever. Hey. That's, that's the best thing about opinion is you don't actually need to narrow down onto anything. Just be Switzerland, sit on the fence. Uh, we can all agree that Kalava sucks though. He's not actually a good goalkeeper. He's more of a banter king than anything I don't think, else. Yeah, he's, a ban- he's a meme. I don't think, he's not a great keeper, I don't think. Um, is he better than Hewitt Bell, Sam? Uh, I, <laughs> I don't want to. We did this last week. We did him and Redmayne thing. We can just leave it because... We don't need to talk any more about how good a Sydney player is that's played three games in goals. Like, Should he be in the Socceroos, Sam? That's what I don't know. Didn't get a clean sheet in any of those three games, but everyone wants him in the Socceroos now. Um, Saved a penalty, Sam. I want to move down to the other end of the table because mm-hmm. there's a bunch of boring stuff in the middle there. Um, <laughs> I love the A-League. <laughs> Western Sydney, who didn't you say would have the best centre midfield pairing this season? I did, yes, at one point. I did also I, say the manager would be sacked within 10 games, and he was. So let's okay. just balance it back out. Yeah, well, they suck. Them and Perth. They, they do. I mean, Perth have been riddled with uh, COVID, and they've only played eight games, Perth, still. So, you know, if they win their, th- if they win their three in hand, they're four in hand on us. They're well ahead of us. Did you, but, um, did, did you see that those games will be played in Tasmania? Will they? Yeah, that was announced today. Yeah. Still not at home. It's crickets. I mean, at the same time, the uh, ALW, uh, the AFLW sides have been flown in and out, and special exemption. And we can't yeah. get the uh, can't get the Perth Glory guys. No, they can't get home game in Perth, but they're letting they're letting the AFLW go ahead. That I mean, we don't need any more evidence of how football is treated in Australia by yeah, authorities. But second rate. there's more. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if you had anything else on Western Sydney, but they just like that. Uh, they are deplorable to watch. But they are, and I think to replace Robinson with it was Rudan, wasn't it? Who's come in, and it's this is not yeah. the guy that is going to fix it for you. I, and I really did think Antonis, um, and um, I can't remember the other guy's name now. That's how poor he's been. Oh, you got you uh, got I really did think that would be better. Um, as a pairing, and you got you throw Jack Rodwell in there as well, and you think, Jesus, man, this should be a good team, but you know the state of their the attendance. There's such a lack of connection with the city, and it's this side. 
someone compared it to um, the side they played in the Champions League final that they beat, who contested a game with Chelsea a couple of days ago and only lost 1 0. And you look at the trajectory that either side has gone. I think it's Al, Al Hilal, Al, yep. something like that. Well, Al Akli or. Oh, yeah. yeah. You look at the trajectory both sides have gone on and it is just polar opposites. I think it's like four league wins to none and obviously Club World Cup champion, um, Club World Cup appearances. It's just, it's sad to see because like Melbourne victory, the league kind of relies upon a strong Western Sydney and we're not getting that. Yep. Fair. Agree 100%. I don't know if there's anyone else in this uh, table you want to touch on while we're talking about it, but... Uh... Are there any are there any smokies for the six or is this potentially what it is? Because I mean you're looking at the, the three big Melbourne sides and you've got Adelaide, you've got Sydney, you've got MacArthur, which is the second New South Wales. Is that it? Is this the table? It's just it is really tough because so many teams have been incredibly inconsistent. But like every team has been incredibly inconsistent. Um if you saw I don't know if you saw the way the way Brisbane played against MacArthur on the weekend. Pretty good. Uh, was excellent. Um, yeah, yeah, they were pretty good. Yeah, they sit tenth. Um, Central Coast made the cup final, and um, you know uh, they they show a bit. They got Cummins coming in. They pushed Sydney all the way the other week. They've had some unlucky results. Yeah, um, that's true. But they sit ninth. But then that's... again, like the gap, you know, we're talking like tenth places on eleven points, fourth places on fifteen points. Lots of teams with games in hand. Um, yeah. it, it doesn't bode well for Adelaide, that's for sure. No, it doesn't. With only nine points separating first to 10th, and you think we've played the most games of anyone. Yeah, we could end up anywhere just based on outside results. It's interesting what you say about the Mariners, though. Um, they were at the mercy of two absolute rippers from MacArthur during the week. The Tommy Orr goal, the Craig Noon goal. They have yeah. been unlucky this Crack season. Game. That was a great game, wasn't it? There's been some really good A-League games during this February, what are they calling it? Festival of Football or whatever. Something Bonanza. Like that. Football. football Bonanza. Who cares? Yeah, put me on your marketing team. Bonanza. Yeah, no. Nah. Um, you, got- you think there's still some life in this? It's, you know, we, how many games do we play? Like 26, 27? I think they're reducing it this season to 22. It, I just, maybe. Are they? What, I they were talking about it because of all the postponements. It's and so hard to find a, uh, a like a solid fixture list because there's so many TBAs on there, and Adelaide have a bunch of postponed games as well. So everyone else has got even more postponed games. Um, it's just a real wait and see at this point. Um, and it's it's open for anyone to still make this top six. I think any literally anyone. I'm including Perth in that because. You know, Perth have more games than anyone in hand. Um, and they have they have good players if they can get them out on the park. You think inadvertently COVID has made this season more interesting? Perhaps. I think a, teams having a lack of, uh, you know, absolute quality all over the park is what's made it interesting. I think you can pick holes in each team's sides. They don't have quality in every single area. And that's allowing other teams to attack weaknesses. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's really astute. And I think that's why you're seeing the up and down results that, you, that we are at the moment. You know, yeah. MacArthur, who did look good early in the season, then lose to second bottom Brisbane, who then pull themselves out. 
Nikola Milusinic looks like <laughs> a world-class striker all of a sudden. Born again. Yeah, I don't know. The Jets, Wellington, quietly humming along, picking up points. It's a shame that the, the interest level is down and the hype in the media isn't there and the A-League just isn't really striking the chord that it should be. Because it's yeah, an interesting season. It's, it is interesting and it's going to go right down to the end, I think, uh, with plenty of spots up for grabs, including the title. Like the premier's, had, premier's plate. So, if you had to pick the premier's premier's plate at the moment, what would you what would you reckon? Is it the woo? I no, I'd I'd be taking Melbourne City. It's a safe bet. Yeah, I, it's a safe bet. It's probably the easy money, but um, I'd be taking them. Um, otherwise, I still do think uh, I do think Melbourne Victory uh, will be will be there about the business. Yeah. yeah. They'll definitely make their presence felt in the final series, no doubt. Even with Lee Broxham. Yeah, with or without, right? He must be finishing up soon, right? Hopefully. And we might finish right there. I think that'll do plenty this week. Um, Aussie chat, 53.1. If you if you didn't hear it, go check out episode 53. We covered a bit of Premier League, UEFA Champions League coming up. All that stuff. You know the drill. Uh, cheers. Have a good week. Catch you. Catch you for Adelaide United tomorrow night, Tuesday, at home to Man City. Oh, away no, to Melbourne City. It's definitely in Melbourne. Don't rock up at High Marsh, anybody. <laughs> Don't go to High Marsh. They hate that.